you're listening to the We Speak Common Podcast Network. For more information and to support the show, head to wespeakcommon.com. This week, Ben's off sick, so I have hijacked the podcast and brought in one of my lackeys, Dave, to chat about things that we've learned from watching other DMs. Welcome to We Speak Under Common. And welcome to a brand new episode of the D&D podcast for everyone, because here we speak common. My name is Sam, and today I'm standing in for Ben because he's weak and he let Rona get to him. Bless his heart. Um, in all seriousness, Ben's fine. He just needs to rest up and take a bit of a chill pill. Um, and he didn't want a week of no episode coming out. So here I am to step in, fill the gap, and make sure that your lovely ears have something to listen to. Um, all things going well, he should be back with us ne- next week. If not, you'll be listening to the next episode with me. Again. Dreadful. This podcast network is brought to you in partnership with two amazing partners, the first being Dice Dungeon. The Dice Dungeon is your UK-based provider for all things Dungeons & Dragons. Fuel your dice dungeon addiction. Dice dungeon addiction? I've already fucked. Well done. Your dice goblin addiction with premium sets of D&D dice made from glass, metal, or resin. Grab the latest adventure or expansion in beautiful limited edition covers. They are cool. Really fucking cool. And protect your collection with their new dice scrolls. I actually have one of these dice scrolls, and they are pretty fun as well. Uh, rolling trays and the vault of storage plus right now they are celebrating their release of the new deluxe bag of fates it's golden um, check out the growing collection now and get 10% off the your entire order with the code we speak common at checkout our second partner today is describe spelled and forgive me because i'm very dyslexic spelled d-s-c-r-y-b Describe offers 7,300 scenes of places, monsters, and spells, and the collection keeps growing. They're just like box text from your favourite adventure book, but designed to be read out aloud in your campaign. Start the adventure of a lifetime with the help of Describe's finely crafted box text. Visit Describe.com, that's D-S-C-R-Y-B dot com. (laughs) I got the spelling in the right order and use the code COMMON at checkout to save 10%. Yeah, that's right, 10% on your Describe subscription. Now, you've probably heard him laughing uh, <laughs> as I've, I've been making an absolute shambles of this intro. Today, I'm joined by Dave. Say hello Hi. to Dave. Hi, How son. are you feeling today, Dave? I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. Tried my hardest and not to laugh, but it was very difficult. It's very tricky. I'm new to this. I'm not used to being at the wheel. I'm used to sitting behind and watching Ben do it as I just sort <laughs> From of a distance. happily happily sort of watch on and go, oh, he's doing all the complicated stuff, but now I'm doing all the complicated stuff. So if yes. this episode isn't released, oops. Um, <laughs> Sorry, we skipped a week. So today I thought since Ben's not here and, mm-hmm. um, you know nefarious things are going to come into play. 
Um, I thought we could talk about something. Yeah, we're going to talk about something. We're just going to talk. Um, <laughs> we're just going to talk. No. So I thought we could talk about something we've both sort of uh, discussed previously mm-hmm. in terms of learning from other DMs and yeah. how we've learned, uh, things we've learned from other DMs and how we go into sort of absorbing as much as we can from another DM. Um, and specifically, me, you, and some of the other patrons uh, yeah. that are a, a part of our Patreon Discord, um, we, we've we sort of got into our little group that we sort we of have. set up together, and we set that group up to learn from each other, to yeah. run games for each other, um, and learn for each, uh, from each other in that sense. Mm-hmm. How how have those games been, Dave? Uh, pretty incredible so far, I would say. They've been me, surprising. <laughs> yeah, made me very nervous to run mine, <laughs> even though you've been in one of my games already. But I've been I've been in one of your games now, and I I've got to say I'm I'm enjoying how many other good DMs I'm seeing because I was quite yes. nervous for a little while, um, especially when I play in games like Ben and James' yeah. games that I was only. I was only getting like the cream of the crop games. Yeah, top tier. Um, and that was the only thing I could find. Uh, and I was like, oh, I'm not going to be able to find any other like DMs that I enjoy playing for mm-hmm. because I've had some experiences that have been like not too positive yeah. with DMs in the past. So I was nervous to begin with. I was like, okay, what if I come into somebody's game and don't enjoy it? But as far as I've seen, yeah. I've loved it. Especially with um, Ali's games. Ali's oh, a, so one good. of the Patreon <laughs> listeners. And she's got her Mist Hunters game going mm-hmm. on at the moment. We're sort of uh, <laughs> taking sessions for that as and when we can. Yes. Um, but I found something quite interesting about the way she paces her games. Yeah, you mentioned that on the uh, last time so finished. I've ha- I've thought about it a little bit more and what mm-hmm. it was that I liked about it specifically. Um, and we were playing through her game and it was, it was the lack of faff yeah. when we needed to go to another location or get to another story point. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that I, I was like, huh, I can do that. I can probably yeah. add that to one of my games because um, I have a lot of moments in campaigns where mm-hmm. I will fluff it up too much. Yeah, too much roleplay almost. Like, excessive. Too much, yeah, too much roleplay, but also that added level of too much description. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, from your side as a DM, sh- not as a player. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, so when I'm coming into a session, I will think, oh, okay, well, they're going to this location now. I've got to describe them getting to this location. <laughs> um where with Ali, I think she did enough of a good sort of like setting up yeah. so that our brain already had the picture mm-hmm. um, that then when we needed to go to key locations, because we were like criminal investigators in, in the session that we played in. Yeah. Chaotic, chaotic criminal <laughs> investigators. I was <laughs> always the reason that's how chaotic everyone else was. Yeah, see, <laughs> that, that's the worst part is... Dave, I've always seen you as the the chaos goblin. You <laughs> jump into a session and you create the chaos. In yes. Ali's game, we saw a completely different side to you. Yeah. I was playing quite chaotically. 
Um, you were. Liam, who's another player in that game, was playing very chaotically. <laughs> and you were the voice of reason. And yeah. it was like, where, where, where was this side of you when you were playing my gnomes game? I was a gnome. You've got to be chaotic. You've got to be there. You've I'm got to be chaotic as a gnome. <laughs> yeah. It's anyway, the like... One of one of the best parts of that was when we would go from one crime scene to another and mm-hmm. we'd go from like one lead to another and it wouldn't be as you're walking through the street, you smell the nice sense and I think that's something I fall into as a DM mm-hmm. sometimes where I think I need to describe absolutely everything. Where Ali yeah. very much showed me that it's like you can just go from one location to the other and yeah. the players can sort of connect the dots a little bit. They're they're at, there were spaces for role play in between, but the players can definitely connect the dots and go, "Oh, they're walking along, probably," and they've in their mind's eye, they're they're watching this as you're getting mm-hmm. to that next location. Yeah. So that was one thing I've learned from from this sort of experience. Um, yeah. Is there anything that you have been a like when you've been a player in a game, something that you've seen another DM do that has sort of resonated within your own games and become like a core crux of it yeah so going back to ali's game again there the scene that we did where we went into my auntie's house uh yes in the village and we explored and then we went in and we started finding all those weird things where like it wasn't quite right it Uh, was it was (laughs) i i don't know how i described it to ali it was very much like um it was very unca- uncanny valley. It but felt like objects, yeah. Yeah, it felt very close to like a normal reality, but it's like a, she a put in it's like the Matrix it almost. That's what it's like. Yeah, it was like you know it's yeah. you know it's not real, but it feels, it feels real. real. And Ali, yeah. Ali really brought that theme to us. And yeah, um, so the whole um, the way I, I I noted it as one of the things I've discussed was using your player's backstory to um like invoke emotion and yes. <laughs> manipulate them in a way they would <laughs> either react or have an emotional scene um so for example oh like my character we explored the attic and found a childhood like room of what would have been and it was like probably how i would have imagined it exactly like how Ali played out and it freaked me out like it was weird and that's probably the first proper emotional scene I've had as a like a player it was super scary it was for that sheer sense that we just entered a village that we yes we knew was like a theater village and that um they were all part of this play Mm -hmm. Uh, we sort of entered it with with not too many fears really there were a couple of things that sort of began to line up like um, my character said in earlier in the session before we'd reached this location, oh, I really like apple pies. Yeah. And then apple pies started to appear in our game. Yeah. Little that was like that. The, the sort of seeds that started. And then when <laughs> it got to that point where it was like your character's r- room was in mm. this town that they've never been to. No. Yeah. The sort of dread that sets in them when you're like, wait, yeah. what other kind of fucked up shit could happen here? Like, and then I remember us playing Your around, mom. seeing if we could <laughs> manifest things. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
something that Ali did that completely just like ruined my like <laughs> oh it just ruined my views of my character and like I was like I don't know how I'm gonna do deal with this so my character's main aim in this short adventure was that he was going to find out where his mum's gone missing he knows his mum has gone missing in the mists um so he's he's looking for her, and then we we sort of wake up from your auntie's house where you had to sleep yeah. in uh, your character's aunt like bedroom yeah. from when they were little. My, my childhood bedroom, creepy <laughs> stuff already. Um, so we we had all of that, and then we had two people knocked uh, at the door, and one mm-hmm. of them was a person who was saying she was my character's mother, which I was like, ah, fake elf is the worst. Oh, just, like, yeah, and it was everything, and I think. Just that added level of using our characters' backstories against mm-hmm. us was yeah. really exciting. Very, so I remember very well Ali, done. Ali, I remember Ali said to us, um, she was like, uh, I, kn- I read that in your backstory and I knew that I had to use it. And I think that's, <laughs> that's something that I, I yeah. definitely want to do some more of. Um, I've tried it before in, in the past, of- but I've never, like, it's never been brought to fruition as good as that. Yeah, so, I just I just want to make sure that I can really hone in and make sure that the backstories are used correctly. And I think Exactly. Especially with my party, I think I want to sort of usher them to write backstories that I can use. Yeah, because definitely. that that is an added level to it. If your player comes to a session and they're like, Oh, I'm a rogue and both of my parents died, blah blah blah. You you can still <laughs> use it, but it doesn't yeah. it doesn't it doesn't give you a lot to work with where I yeah. think um, a credit to us in that group is that we we gave her a lot to play with. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. But wow, that 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 itself was like just a shocking, a yeah. shocking scenario for me. And I I found out one of my like worst fears, and that is like, things that things that are so close to reality, but you notice they're not. And I've realised yeah. that that is like one of my own personal fears. So Because it's like going insane. For... It's like literally going insane. Like Yeah, thank, thanks Ali for, you know, making me realise one of my fears. Um, <laughs> as we're on the topic of uh, chatting, uh, like things we've learned from other DMs, I spent a, I've spent a lot of time playing in James and Ben's games, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've become a member of their sort of like permanent playgroup now. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that I found interesting about something James did was, um, so we're playing Tyranny of Dragons at the moment. Mm-hmm. And uh, with that means that there's a lot of, Moments where we're going to come up against dragons, right? Obviously. <laughs> and um, even even Ben's had a little chat about how he never saw this coming. But we, we've sort of gone through this adventure, and I think we all know that, you know, people can turn into dragons. Dragons can be mm-hmm. people. They can disguise yeah. themselves as people, or at least m- metallic dragons can. Yeah. Um, what I think I got from James's way of running uh, a dragon was the fact that he gave us an NPC mm-hmm. he said that this NPC was important but didn't try to draw too much to the fact that they were like a dragon or yeah. that they were like 
special or anything like that, that they were different. Um, and I think that that's something I want to, I, I want to take on board myself because I think sometimes I just go, I, I, I'll, I'll use one of my actual campaign examples, right? So we had a dragon called Barnaby and I was basically mm-hmm. like itching to show my players. I love it. Itching love it. to show my players that metallic dragons could turn into them because my players are fairly yes. new. They don't know much about lore. So I wanted mm-hmm. to show them that people can be disguised as dragons, vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I f- fell into that sort of trap where I was sort of like, he's a dragon. By the way, he's a dragon. <laughs> hey, look, he might be a dragon. Like, giving them loads of cl- clues that are almost too obvious. Uh, yeah. To the point where it actually turned out quite unsatisfying no, in its own way. Because it was... Yep. Because I was sort of ushering them to look out for Felt forced or almost. something. Yeah. It, when they found out, they were like, oh, he's a dragon. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, where I think if I'd have had that build up and maybe not brought as much attention to it and then they'd found mm-hmm. out through shock or just learning and they're like wait a second um, <laughs> then I think it would have resonated a lot better Yeah, just in general I had a moment like that but it wasn't a dragon uh, so in okay. my one of my Eberron campaigns that I run uh, we have mm-hmm. a player that is like royalty Almost in one of the uh, a nation called Droam, which is like a nation of monsters. He's a tiefling uh, lord there, and basically, <laughs> I lord him out onto a uh, rooftop, pretending to be his father uh, oh. for a private discussion. Of course, yeah. And I stabbed him, and as I stabbed him, I changed into a changeling, and then oh, escaped with yes. an artifact. That's so, sick. Yeah, he didn't see it coming, and that was a moment similar to what you're about, but it went very well. Very, very well. On the opposite scale, where you're not going... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Look at it. See, see, that's the trap I'd fall into if I was running something like that. I think I I get so excited about it that I sort of want my players to know about this cool thing that I'm doing. Um, Yeah. So I would probably run it like, oh, you notice something (laughs) about their face. That isn't quite right, and then they're they're already thinking, "What's wrong with this person?" Yeah, Where, and they have that I think guard if you up just already. Go in, yeah, if you just go in knowing that you are going to like just play it as a normal NPC, yeah, don't bring any attention to it. It's just a normal NPC. Mm-hmm. I think that just comes out way more satisfying. Yeah, and you can um, always use their like passive perceptions as well. Like if you if they got like a ridiculous passive perception of like thirty or something stupid. They can notice yeah. something. That one player can notice something, but the rest of them, no clue. No, exactly. Which is perfect. And I, yeah. I think I need to think on some more things like that. But yeah. hey, this is this is this Probably. is the art of it. Yeah. Because um, as Ben has said in previous episodes, it's it the the whole journey of DMing is like climbing kind of mountain. You think yes. you've reached the top, and then you you notice that there's a whole another peak above you. Mm-hmm. Um. And I found it interesting to sort of find in the, in the Patreon Discord more people to talk to where we're all at that similar level and we all yeah, want nice. to sort of um, absorb as much as we can from each other. Um, yeah. But it's that in itself is something that I feel a lot of DMs might not 
do. Um, yeah, I mean, I've come across DMs that don't I've want to learn. seen a lot of casual games and stuff like that, and I know that a lot of DMs are out there to improve. Every DM wants to improve unless they think, you know, on the bee's knees, I've already got this. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I I think it's, it's something that we, we all want to do as DMs. We all want to improve and get better and make sure that our players are having fun. Um, but would, do you feel that when you're you're going into a session now, especially um, especially like our shorter adventures, that you are like watching what the other DM is doing and sort of like not taking physical notes, but taking like mental notes of things that yeah, you're enjoying definitely. and what you're not enjoying. Not probably not what I'm doing. What I'm not doing. Like with Ali's game, I I actually made physical notes on stuff because. <laughs> Uh, I love horror. Uh, obviously, I read that yes. the horror episode that we did with Ben. But yes. Ali is top tier. Like she's run Ravenloft a lot. She is. Yeah, she knows Ravenloft, Ravenloft in like, and out. If yeah. anybody wants Ravenloft lore, Ali go to. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. So I was like, right, I'm going to write everything down here because she's amazing. <laughs> it's yes. like top tier. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I wrote down all sorts. Um, but with your game as well, I also just noted down that <laughs> I loved how much effort you put into throwaway NPCs. Like, oh. that was your thing. Yes. I loved it so much. Um, that, was, that was actually something I sort of put in because I knew the group. <laughs> I, I don't usually do that. And yeah. Ali made a joke in one of our previous sessions, and she said... Oh, um, can you name all of these NPCs? Blah blah blah. And I, <laughs> I started doing it as part of the joke, but um, I actually found that that made me think about the NPCs a lot mm-hmm. more. Hundred percent. So um, we were playing a game. It's actually from the Explorer's Guide to Wild Mount. It's mm-hmm. called uh, God. Three this is really, te- really <laughs> testing my brain here. Um, it's called. No, it's not there. Something, something. No. Up a duke. It's the one where a guy <laughs> is trying to make a big mech and destroy Hupperduke. Yes. Forgotten what it's called. Dangerous it designs. I enjoyed. That's it what it's a called. Lot. Um, we decided to call it Yes Gnome, maybe because puns. <laughs> um, puns. And you guys all played as gnomes, blah, 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 blah. It was glorious, um, yeah. But you got to a bit where you were going through a dungeon that was filled with kobolds. Um, and I was just like, if I'm making a map with all of these um, kobolds in it, I didn't want to go through and go like kobold one, kobold two, <laughs> kobold three, there kobold so many. four. Yeah. I didn't... I, I felt like running-wise, that was going to be difficult for me because then mm-hmm. you guys would have an idea of like if there were a lot more or a lot less Yeah. Um, just by seeing certain numbers. That makes sense. But yeah. you would also... It would also, like, when I got into initiative, it would be like, okay, the first in initiative is the fifth kobold. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'd, I, I found that I f- it, it was tricky, so... After naming each individual one, it actually made my the encounters with the kobolds better. And it meant that yeah. I thought about each kobold as a character. Yeah, which... it makes it more interesting. And I yeah, know that for definite that Ali like, fell in love with 90% of these kobolds. 
Exactly. Um, so um. it was like, <laughs> it was refreshing for me because it was like, okay, well, all of these kobolds are different now because they all have different names. It's sort of, yeah. in its own weird way, personalised each kobold. Yeah. And your voice for um, kobold, you need to do the voice kobold voice now because... Because, because it was the I best thing. I, <laughs> you, you I need definitely to do it. You need to do definitely it right do not need to do that. Um, <laughs> I loved it. Everyone loved it. Not. Everyone loved it. But it you know, great. if they want to hear it, they can get a Patreon subscription. There we go. Join and in we'll the just... We Speak Common Discord server, and I will record. Perfect. Oh no! What am I saying? I shouldn't do things like this. You've, uh, I, you've will, I will do it's the kobold way. voice at one point. <laughs> Who knows? But, yeah, um, it got to the point where own. Ali like saved a kobold's life with like a last yeah. spell slot. <laughs> it was it. it was it was insane. You guys were low on spells, but because yeah. I'd named this one kobold, I didn't even make this kobold particularly friendly. Um, I think you guys just had uh, conversations with it, and you were like, yeah. "It has a name, so it's therefore a character." Um, because my really character killed of, it. And then she <laughs> revived it. Yeah, so it was like perfect for that because you guys interacted with the characters more. I felt mm-hmm. like the kobolds were more characterful because they had names. Definitely. And it just made the dungeon a bit more lively, it I was. think. Because it wasn't just... Um, I'm, I'm using game terms to explain what I mean now. Um, but like in, in Skyrim, how you get those like... Um, NPC things and they'll just be mm-hmm. like walking around in a dungeon. They're not named, they're just yeah. a thing that walk around and then when you get into their like radius, they start attacking you. Yeah. I didn't want that for the kobolds. Um and I think you guys sort of having so much fun with my like I, in the first session naming everything. I think because <laughs> you had so much fun with that, I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to take a dab at this. Yeah. And it. did it more and it it was great. It it meant for a really fun dungeon. So it, if you aren't naming every NPC, definitely do it because yeah, it's worth it. It's worth it. It's something I took into further games as well, like now in my main games mm-hmm. from from sort of playing with you guys to going back to my main games, it was something that I now do just out of habit. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, well I've got for example, in my previous sessions, um, I had three shore wardens. They're yeah. just guards. Um, and they they were just milling around, waiting around. Just And that was just one of the encounters in, yeah. in this dungeon. And I was like, I'm going to give them names. And then I was like, oh, I've given them names now. I'm going to give them races. <laughs> and then because I gave them names and like a race, yeah. it actually began to form that character anyway and then after that the the personalities came out and then my yeah. players really resonated with these three random short exactly ones. and then if something Rather happens where just... they get to like a higher level than mp just general npc you've got all that yeah. already it just it something it, it was such a little thing that mm-hmm. i found just benefit benefited the games entirely yeah massively um when I have sat there and in Ben or James's games, or mm-hmm. say yours or Ali's games, I yeah. find I do sit there and just like observe. Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm not like having a moment in character, or when I'm not sort of um, sort of 
really in into the game, I am sitting there going, okay, what is he doing that's really good right now? Or mm. what is she doing that's really good right now? Yeah. Um, another example of something that was just a, a moment where I was just watching what Ali was doing. We were, we were all just um, sitting there. Um, we were in the middle of a combat. And mm-hmm. she was just like, instead of you just sitting there and not enjoying <laughs> this combat... How about you run some NPC like yeah. these NPCs? Hundred percent, and that completely changed the the dynamic of the combat. My character died. My character Hard. got like obliterated <laughs> in, in one hit. It, Ali's ruthless. She literally got me down in one hit. Um, but I didn't feel like I was excluded from the combat yeah. at all, and I still remember that combat vividly. Yeah, where... it went on for a good few rounds after that. So if you were just sat there, like that would have been horrendous. Like, yeah, I you. just I just want want to now with every one of my combats, I'm like, well, if somebody dies, I can make them run a zombie, or yeah. I can make them run this, or I can make them run that. That was just like a a nice little nugget of something that I've learned. Hundred um, percent. Yeah. Now, because I I wanted to involve the Discord community a little bit mm-hmm. more. Um, and see what other people have learned, see if we could learn some other things. A glorious um, Discord community. From these people. Um, I, I, I set up a thread. I asked the question, what is something you've learned from a DM that you haven't seen anywhere else in like any other sort of games? And you've picked that thing up and now it's become like the crux of your games mm-hmm. or like a, a big thing in your games. Um, Ben, obviously, always in the spotlight, was the first one to comment. <laughs> and he actually brought up an interesting point. Um, Very good one. Which was something he'd learned, which was potentially quite a negative thing that the DM was doing, um, yeah. was that he didn't want to say, well, I didn't plan for this. Which I, yeah. I think that resonates with me as well. I sometimes fall into that habit of going, oh, I didn't plan for this. And he, he explained how it sort of breaks that immersion when you're sitting there and you're, you're watching that illusion of this game, you're sort of immersed and you, you're, you're watching your DM sort of keep up with it and they're sewing it all together neatly. Mm-hmm. And then they say something like, I haven't prepared for this. It makes you it, feel bad as a player like, as well. Like... Yeah, because you, you, you feel yeah. guilty then for like ruining their plans. I that's one of the things I used to hate about one of the games I played in. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, because you almost feel obliged to then step back and go in the right direction. Yeah, hundred percent. Which is then that awkward thing of like railroading in in our uh-huh. conversations. We we do t- we talked a lot about <laughs> railroading and stuff yes. like that, but. Um, I, I imagine that if, you, if you're saying that, then you are going to fall into that railroading. Definitely. Because your players think, will feel weird about it. Yeah, 100%. I've been in this exact situation a couple of times, and I immediately um, like bombed out the entire like rest of the session because I'm low. Yeah. Sorry kind I've of defi- thing. I've definitely had it where I've I've been sitting there and I've been like, wow, how are they keeping up with this? Like yeah. absolute madness right now. This is pure <laughs> utter chaos, but they are keeping their cool. Yeah. Um <laughs> You're like your game, I, I, I think <laughs> as soon as they would then go Oh yeah, I haven't got a clue what's going on. I think for me it would just destroy it. 
It would definitely really, agreed. Really, um, destroy it. Um, another another thing that somebody's learned from their DM is from Plapebob. I hope I've said that correctly. Um, how would you say? I, I probably. I'm not even going to try, but probably the same. Plapebob. I'm thinking Pla- placebo. Plapebob. Plapebob. Plus. Plabby Bob. Plabby Bob. Um, anyway, <laughs> what they said was um, that um, a critical fail. Wait, no, I'm not reading the right one that I was talking about. <laughs> um, where's the one that I was looking at? Oh, no, Which one are you looking uh, ah, so memorable NPC voices. Yes. So this is this is something I was reading on my walk home earlier as I was mm-hmm. like, oh no, I've got to record an episode for Ben. Um, <laughs> rush, 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 rush. <laughs> rush, rush, rush. Um, I was sort of <laughs> reading this one and it was something that I I sort of read it and I went, ah, oh, I need to take this into it's consideration and sort of like, I need to... It's something to- apparently I do without realising... You do. You definitely yeah. <laughs> very much do. I think you are very good at using your your tools. Really? And I'll take it. Um, I don't even I didn't realise I did this until one of my players said you do this all the time. I'm I like, think, what? <laughs> I think from playing in your game, you're very good at using what you have to make your games good. If that makes Thanks, sense. Mate. I appreciate um, that. You do, so I've seen DMs in the past that are very much like trying too hard. To be good at something that they're not, oh, it there. isn't one of their strengths. 100%. Yeah, I've been that one. And I'm all about like improving your strengths. If there's yeah. something you find hard in D and D, go ahead, practice it. Mm-hmm. Do do try to make it better and make it so that you're enjoying it. But something I noticed about your games was you know what your strengths are, and mm-hmm. you you use them to your advantage. Um, yeah, I try to. <laughs> so what what Plapebob? Was, was saying uh, because I I sort of went went on the down the different path. They were saying that um, with memorable NPCs or so any basically any other NPC, you don't yeah. need to go into it with a new voice. unique yeah. hardcore voice actor voice. Yeah, and that and she made an interesting sort of point that even Matthew Mercer, who we all sort of look at as the person that sort of, like, gets us to do these voices, mm-hmm. like, influences people to use voices and stuff like that. Yeah. Even he doesn't have to change his voice too much when he plays a female character. It's more so about what they're saying and the tone of how they're saying it and all of that. And I think Definitely. me reading through that, I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Because I know like that I definitely... The lot of cast yeah. overall, or any of the any of the other like live plays where they are professionals, you I find this a lot. Way too hard. Yeah. yeah, I try way too hard when I'm running a session to try and come up <laughs> with a kind of unique voice. Like, oh, it, well, one of my characters that I'm playing currently is probably a bad example of this <laughs> in the fact that I just wanted a voice that was different and yeah. that I hadn't done before, so I just went for an Australian accent. You are you talking about this <laughs> now? I sort of feel like it doesn't it doesn't match the character. Like the right. voice itself doesn't really match the character. Doesn't gel. So I was going, oh I need he needs a special voice to sort of go with him. Where I think if I'd have just done a normal voice, 
changed up the tone, like played with mm-hmm. it a little bit, but not too far from my own. I, I yeah. feel a lot more satisfied. And I think when running a game, I need to do a bit more of that. You know what would make me feel a lot more satisfied though, Dave? What's that, mate? Some dice dungeon dice. <laughs> Definitely. Was that smooth? Did I do a good job? It was pretty good. I was there for Did it. Did you see that coming? Well, yeah, I actually, I actually no, didn't. didn't. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> so, have you heard about their new golden deluxe bag of hates? Yes, I actually saw this advertised on. They're cool. Was it Facebook? Yeah, I think. It, it, yeah, I'm very so, excited about it. I've been. I've been wanting to get my hands on a bag of fates for a little while because I, mm-hmm. I just like the idea of getting a random set of dice. I was looking after one. one. Of, yeah, <laughs> one of the things that I was like, ah, oh, was that they were only the sort of, um, they were the, the sort of resin dice, not the resin dice, they were the, I don't know, they were the Metal? dice that are like ev- more normal dice sets that I can imagine at a D&D table where these deluxe ones are the oh, Dice Dungeons more expensive sets. Real fancy boys. <laughs> yeah, so this deluxe bag of fates is their cheapest way to get access to the deluxe range um, mm-hmm. with products valued from $51.99 to $74.99. Um, and that includes handmade gemstone and glass dice. Yeah. Beautiful. I love gemstone dice still so scary. much. Glass dice are scary. <laughs> I haven't taken a look at too many gemstone dice like in person. So beautiful. I oh really God. want to see one. So beautiful. Um, um, the guys have recently added 10 new gemstone sets to the deluxe mm-hmm. range, which are now all included in this deluxe bag of things. Really? And oh. you can also get 20 to, uh, 20% by purchasing 20% off if you purchase three mystery bags so the more you spend, the more you save. And I'm imagining, because this, this is the way Dice Dungeon work, I'll get shot if it isn't. I'm imagining <laughs> that you can put the, um, the We Speak Common code on top of that at the checkout sure so, yeah. to get an additional 10% off. That's how they've you know, done it in the past. You know if they, do if they're that. not doing it like that, I'm really sorry, Ben and Dave. I'm really <laughs> sorry. Um, you, could, uh, you could group up with your friends and get that 20% discount. Exactly. You and your party could go and get magic. That would be fun, actually. Can you imagine? I just had an even better idea. Um, Can you imagine, right? uh, A table of people, we all buy Mm -hmm. one of these deluxe bag of fates or like a bag of fates bag. Yeah. We open them, we get the dice out onto the table, Mm -hmm. and we make a character based on our dice. Oh, I love that. I me as so a player, <laughs> yeah, me as a player, I like making sure that my character has like a specific dice to oh, that yeah. character. I theme it my dice weird. sets like crazy. Yeah, I've got my Dice Dungeon Fairy Fire dice that I very often use for my druid oh, character who has the Fairy Fire spell. So um, and it just feels sacred to that character and I feel yeah. like like that. So <laughs> I can imagine coming around the table making some absolutely interesting I feel like character I ideas. I we do, do need this. to do this. Um, <laughs> get the order in right away. <laughs> Another one of our sponsors is a sponsor that I use too often. I use um, a lot as well, to be fair. So I'm, I'm very bad at describing things. I find 
um, writing flavor text and stuff like that, pretty difficult to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, so coming to this site is like a safe haven for me. Um, the site is Describe, spelled D-S-C, no, D-S, <laughs> what, wait, no, Ben has sabotaged me. <laughs> He sabotaged me. So Ben's given me a little um, sort of sort of list of things, and it says D S Y R C B. So that was that was very D S C Y R B. I believe. Do you think he did I got it. I think he did. I think he's testing me. He's like, have you checked? Have you double checked this? Um, it's got loads of things going on. It's got more than five hundred free scenes, um, and and they're just the free ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you subscribe, you get even more on top of that. Um, I use it for inspiration most... a lot as well. Like if I don't can't think of something what looks like, I just like uh, inspiration. Oh, do you do yeah. do you do what I do where you you can find some of the like start the starter bits yeah. of like a description, then you use that to make your description. Yes, exactly. Like so that. yeah, so this is something that I've been doing because I'm a scrub um, <laughs> <laughs> and I can't always afford to scribe. Um, I I do look at the 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 premium ones and I'll look at because it gives you like a little bit with like a dot dot yeah, dot taster. Um, and recently uh, in that same dungeon that these sure wardens were in there was a stone golem and I was like I don't know how to describe a stone golem um, mm-hmm. but the the just little bit of flavour that it had coming like from just that the, the little preview was enough yeah. for me to sort of run Um Start ahead running with this sort of good description. So yeah, if you're mm-hmm. interested in describe, you can use that code common um, at checkout, and you can save ten percent on your subscription, which is pretty darn cool. Um, yeah, let's great. get back to it. <laughs> and the other things that the Discord has been chatting about. Yeah. Um, so one of the points actually made is that sometimes it's hard to learn from another DM. Or I actually think sometimes it's hard when you've become a DM mm-hmm. to not look at everything other DMs are doing wrong. Yeah, Would you, judgment, you can judge things a lot, I think. I think you can take away negatives more than positives. It sort of, of opens your eyes in, in its own way. And I, I know that... Um, this has happened to players I've had where mm-hmm. that not that they've come back to my sessions <laughs> and seen how bad I was running it. They've ran sessions and then played in other sessions and they've mm-hmm. gone, oh, I'm starting to notice things I don't like about that. Be- yeah. And be- it's because they understand the process. Now, once you understand the production, you're <laughs> yeah. like in uh, film and TV, for example, because I learned how film and TV mm-hmm. stuff was made. I now, when I watch a show, all I do is analyze the show, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Oh, that cut was gross." It's a peek um, behind the curtain, isn't it? That's what it is. It's like you, once so you know, I, I think one of the curses of DM hood is that very much like trying to absorb too much and trying to view yeah. too much because I I found myself falling out of love with games because. 
have just yeah. been sort of um, holding on to the little mistakes mm-hmm. and going, oh, I wouldn't have done it like that. And then yeah. I'd get really bummed out mm-hmm. by that sort of thing and go, oh, Definitely. I didn't like that. Why did you run it that way? Wouldn't you just run it a different way? Well, I think <laughs> if I hadn't have known that... You would have been fine. I'd have been yeah. fine. I, I think I'd have just played along as normal. I 100% agree. Um, one of... One of the things that I, I, I did to sort of counteract that thought process recently was playing um, in some other games where I knew that, that there were things about the DM style that I didn't necessarily, I wouldn't have done, but I yeah. still wanted to go in and enjoy it. And I, I genuinely did. I went into the session that I felt nervous about whether I was going to enjoy a majority of it or not. Yeah. Came out of it and I had a lot of fun. Because I was just like, this is just somebody running a game for fun. I don't need to overanalyze what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. I don't need to be super judgmental. They've got their own way of running things. Mm-hmm. There is obviously a level where if you're really not enjoying it, you don't want to be in that yeah, person's game. Yeah, definitely. But um, I, think I just main... found... Cool, mate. <laughs> I, just found, I just found that it was, it was good for me to sort of switch that off. Yeah. And not sit there analysing another DM's sort of game. Anyway, yeah. as you were. Uh, I think we're so polite. The... Have you noticed that? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're really polite, polite to each other. Lovely. We're, we're always bowing forward <laughs> to no, each other's No, you go. <laughs> no, you go. Um, go ahead. Uh, so I think one of the biggest things I learned as a DM, because uh, mm. when, when COVID hit, I DM'd a ton, which is where I got most of my experience online. Yes. For a yes. lot of different people. Uh, and uh, some of the players I've played with just were there to have a laugh and a joke. And yeah. <laughs> I, as a DM, was very precious about what I created because I'd spent a lot of time doing it and I put my heart and soul into it, as you do when that you happens, homebrew anything. Yeah. And as soon as um, it became a joke to someone else, it hurt me. And I think yeah. <laughs> sometimes... If you need to play to your players in a sense of mm. if someone's yeah. there just to have a laugh, you don't need to pour your heart and soul and they don't care. Like you just need to make a they're fun just, game. <laughs> they're just there to make it enjoyable. Exactly. They, they just want to have a little a little bit of a blast for four hours. And yeah. That's a very good point, actually. I wish someone like, told me that like a long time ago. Because run the game for your players. Yeah. And play Bob. Um, saying that name completely wrong. Yeah. Um, they said they they said something the other day about how they had two groups um, yeah. that they ran games for. One was very crunchy. I yeah. believe I'm getting this right. You can correct me if I'm wrong. I think you're one right. was very crunchy. They they like doing things the correct way. Blah blah blah. And then Rules there was heavy, one yeah. that was then there was one group that were just murder hobos. They sort of like <laughs> they were just like up for tomfoolery. Not Chaos. really up for the role play. Yeah. They just they just want to go out and kill everything. Where this mm-hmm. other group was like really into the role play, really into the the actual game and the mm-hmm. and all of that. And um, uh, Plapebob was saying, <laughs> "I'm going to say I'm going to say that name as I much as I so can." <laughs> um, they were saying that they split up those groups, yeah, and started running games separately. They went, mm-hmm. "Okay, I've got this one set of people that are these heavy role players." got this other set of people that are murder hobos. And yeah. she's split up those games and she was saying about how awesome it's been 
to mm-hmm. split those groups up because Create now she's not running. Own. Yeah, yeah. Now she's not running like that one game for with like mixed tones. Mm-hmm. She's now running two two games where one she can put a lot of thought into it and. Um, Create these cool role play moments and do all mm-hmm. of that, and she can she can get the thing out of the game that she wants to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with the other group, you can just make an encounter. Oh, there's a T Rex. <laughs> oh, there's a Mundet, and the players are still going to have fun. So yeah. that was something I learned. Um, and at, at that point that you just made of just yeah. playing for your players, doing things. That you know your players will enjoy, and adding those into the games to spice Definitely. it up. It sounds so simple. It is, um, it is but it, that it's such a big. But it's like, it's tip. forgettable. Yeah, we 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 all have those moments where we get caught up in our campaign, and we all wanted 100%. to run a certain way. Um, so when we come out of it, and we sort of take a step back, and we go, okay, this player likes and enjoys this. This player likes and enjoys this, and running specifically for that that sort of thing. I think the game just evolves because everybody's having their version of fun. Yeah. And, and that's... don't be afraid to like talk to your players and say, look, what works for you? Also, don't forget that you need to enjoy yourself as well. Like speak to your players. If, if one of them's causing chaos too much, you can speak to them. That happens in my games all the time. I go, just turn it down a little bit because there's other people here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they need to enjoy themselves too. <laughs> um, not alluding to anything in particular. Um, but no, you, it's a very good point, and yeah. I think knowing your players, playing the game for them, but also having your players know that you know this is your baby, mm-hmm. this is Definitely. something you've worked really hard on, and sort of setting that precedent for them to begin with, especially in yeah. the session zero. And we talk about yeah. session zeros all the time. Um, They're important, but especially in that Key. session zero, just gathering what people enjoy, then mm-hmm. using it, using what they enjoy um, to your benefit. Yeah, let's let's have a read of one of these other ones. Um, yeah, well, we maybe got. this is more for me personally rather than a rule of thumb. But critical fails suck ass. <laughs> <laughs> Dead on. I always play a magic user, so I never got them. But all of the martial mm-hmm. characters just randomly dropping their weapons in the middle of fights is bullshit. Also, mm-hmm. don't ban random spells just to make your life easier. Fly, I identify <laughs> counter spells looking at you. Work around yeah. them, but don't remove stuff from the game that is fun. 1,000% agree. How do you feel about that? So much hard agreement with this, yeah. I, so, <laughs> with me, I am very loosey-goosey with anything like character-wise. I want my players to go into a game and do what they freaking want to. Whether yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. If they want this magic item, sure, but you're getting it in like five levels time. Yeah. You know, like, tell me what you want, and I will make it work. I'm, you know me, I'm very homebrew heavy. I'll make anything yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. I so, love your homebrew stuff. Thanks, mate. Uh, so I hate when people ban stuff. It's pet peeve of mine. Like, if I go into a game and someone's like, you oh. can't do this, I'm like, no, not for me. Definitely not. Oh, no, that's bad, because I... Oh, no. Something. <laughs> no, 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 no. You, you might have enlightened me to something. Um... <laughs> But it's not a ban list, so mm-hmm. you know, I might have done it the correct way. So okay. I've got my session zero document, and it's got um, acceptable, acceptable like races mm-hmm. to to use in the. That's campaign. appropriate though. That's different. So what? because I didn't want to go into the campaign and have 
people playing like Kalashtar or Changelings mm-hmm. or fine. anything like that that's not established mm-hmm. in the world already. Yeah. Um, but I think w- what you're talking about is when people like specifically go, yes. oh, Echo Knight, too OP. Yeah, exactly. I hate it. So that's not you happening. saw it in my game. I like said, here's all the things that are likely to be in this area. Mm. You will not fit in if you are not this, and we'll probably have a bad yeah. time. <laughs> but yeah, and we, we, we all sort of jumped in. Some of us were very fitting with the mm-hmm. um, location. Others were just playing the characters that they enjoyed to play. Exactly. And, and that was one of my of one of my players, Carney, is playing a <laughs> a total like he's playing a a uh, paladin uh, of the Silver Flame and mm. a human and does not fit in in the slightest. However, we have worked together to make his player character fit into this area. Yeah. And he gets grief everywhere he goes. But <laughs> it's he the still is there, isn't it? Uh yes. Yes. Okay. But he's a human at the moment. Yeah. Human. Okay. Yeah. And when he's going around with like goblins, wargs, hobgoblins, <laughs> he does yes. seem like the odd one out. Hundred percent. He sticks out like Zorthon. Yeah. Actually, rather interestingly, I'll, I'll just add this on. We're, we're talking about things we've learned um, from other DMs. Um, one thing that I learned from you specifically mm-hmm. was that, and I as a player struggle quite often with making characters. Yeah. Um, making characters and not... not uh, it, sometimes when I'm making a character, I don't want to make a character just, just to make a character. I'm not one of mm-hmm. those people that just makes it. It has to feel like I've got a purpose. I know it's that like yeah. I've got going. But I, like I feel way. like I can't, I can't just make like loads and loads of characters. It has to be like meaningful. It has to be in my mm-hmm. library of like characters that I love. Yeah. Um. So, seeing coming into your <laughs> session where I was like, I don't know what I want to play. I don't want to make just like a useless goblin or mm-hmm. something like that. I don't. I don't want to jump in as just a random goblin. Um, because I agreed to sort of jump in and out of yeah. the campaign if and when I could. I didn't want to just play as a goblin that appeared. I just asked, <laughs> just the thought of it. Um, but you, you actually just showed me one of your sort of pre-made characters. I mm-hmm. had a look at it. It was completely homebrew. The race and the it class. was both very cool, very synergistic. I liked mm-hmm. how you'd you'd got a race that synergized and yeah. you homebrewed it to work with the class that it was going to have. It's beautiful, it's my baby. So I, I really enjoyed that, but that's, that's not what I'm talking about. Um, the, the part that was fun for me, and um, I'll go into something else after this, um, mm-hmm. the part of that that was fun for me was having a character and having to build my perception of the character based around the sort of blueprint that you gave yeah. me. Because I know that a lot of my players will be like, oh, I don't know what I want to do for a character. Mm-hmm. I think suggesting, hey... I've got a couple of like blueprints that yeah. you can have a look at. If you like any of them, you can run them. I'm not going to complain or anything. Um, yeah. I think I might, I might do something like that. Not to be like, you've got to play pre-made no, characters in my campaign, no. but to be like, if you can't think of a character, I've got a couple that have hooks related. Yeah. They're going to they're gonna be ready for you whenever. If you want to use them at any point, they are yours. You can jump I th- in, yeah. I think that's just something I want as part of my toolbox. Now. You know what? Just I've a had a lot of players as well that have, like, they will use, like, a template almost that I have have a pre-made character. Right. And then they will go, yeah. actually, I don't like this, don't like this, and they'll change those things and make it their own. 
which I, yeah, for me, it, I'm in so itself, happy about because it's awesome when it becomes that. And yeah. All all you gave me was this character is a warg, which yeah. in itself was completely out of my comfort shell. I'm not used to playing like a yeah. animalistic a beast race. Um, yeah. A beast race. I'm not. I'm not used to that. So that was already like a jump in the deep end for me. Mm-hmm. But it was also like a paladin who <laughs> had certain views about certain things, and I was like, "This is good. I, yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do this." Um, and I, I remember the, the message you sent me. You, yeah, <laughs> you're probably gonna say the same thing. <laughs> I, was, I, I was. I. I messaged you, and I was like, "People aren't gonna want to ride me, or something like that." Like, how would I react <laughs> to people that want to get on this wog's back? And you were like, you would hate it. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely despise it. And I was like, okay, I guess what they did. Yeah. They tried first, it on top. First moment. It just established, it established my, the, the personality for the character and the mm-hmm. way they reacted to those things because you'd given me that little, that little thing to play what with as it? part of their character. You know what? I, yeah. The why I was thinking of was where you messaged me saying, can they smite with claws? And I was just like, Hell yes, they can. <laughs> yes, yes, that was awesome for me. I can not imagine anything cooler than a yeah. wolf beast-like thing in armor, just running into the battlefield, swiping with both of its claws, and just watching as like divine light covers <laughs> their paws as they be so they hit cool. him. Oh, I love it. Absolutely, love like just one of those things that resonated with me really well. Um, yeah, I'll chuck in. I'll chuck in one more, um, one more little thing that we've learned. We've 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 got a lot of things that we've we've come out with. Is there before I chuck in that that final thing? Is there one that you, any other things that you've I'm trying to think felt like have become a core part? You, you might you, they may have even become such a core part of your games now that you've forgotten that you can't. <laughs> I tell you what, one I did use that was mentioned on Weeks Be Common was the um, okay using large what ben was on about with the zombies and the like one one hit point swarmy types and they just like yeah i always struggled running like huge combats like to keep track i hate it horrendous it's my worst it's my worst habit of yeah i will especially because i'm running for like level 14 players yeah um i hated the fact that i'd have like oh 15 skeletons that i had to Mm -hmm. run I've, yeah. Uh, yeah, that that moment of like, wait, I can just give them all one HP. Yeah. Doesn't it just yeah, make yeah. combat so much more? So fun? much easier. I had a, a swarm of zombies that were like, I think I had like twenty zombies. All of them had one yeah. hit point, and then I had some uh, ones that had like fifteen, and also exploded mixed cool. in there. Cool. Uh, yeah. And I was like, this is amazing. This is so easy. I'm just like, that one's dead. That's so one's cool. dead. That one's dead. Yeah. It's just so much easier. So what like I found with, yeah, what I found with my players was that they'd they'd go through and every kill would be exciting. They'd go, yeah. yeah, next one, bam, oh, easy death, and they're not even thinking about how much HP they're doing. I'm just like, wow, you got another one, yeah, bam. They go through that and they just get so excited by just the like cleaving they through them. Have to go through that, so um, much fun. I'll jump into this final one before we close off this lovely episode. Um, the final one uh, in in this sort of thread that we've got going mm-hmm. um, is again blood, 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 bl
<laughs> that person. Um, I thought of another one. Calling people by their characters' names at all times, unless you're specifically talking to the player, Key. really helps with immersion. Yeah. Do you do this? Do you do this? I try time? my hardest to do this. Mm. I normally fail okay. at the first hurdles. Like the first session is where I'll be the worst at this. But after yes. that, I, I will try my hardest to that's always a given. call them. Yeah. Yeah. When you when you've got to sort of remember these new characters, I uh, yeah. you and Liam did that to me with um our <laughs> game where it was like yeah they both decided that it would be really separately funny though to call separately. yeah yeah like you didn't even talk to each other about no. it you both brought characters to the table one of them was named Sinbar which I think was your character <laughs> myself yes. Yeah, and the other character, <laughs> Liam's character, was called Sin Fan. Yeah. <laughs> so I very quickly killed Sin Bar so that I didn't have to do that ever again. That's exactly the reason why. Sin- no, it, it wasn't that at all. <laughs> nah, but it was very frustrating. I was like, okay, it's Sin Bar Fan's turn. Sin Sin Fan. It's Sin Fan's turn in combat. So I think Learning learning character names when you're in those early sessions is always tricky, but I do yeah. I do like that, and I think I want to sort of um, start doing exactly that, just calling my players by their characters' names. It does and, help. Um, one of the things that I actually picked up from from Ben actually was he'd say the character's name, and then what are you doing? Just randomly, and it it would like not be. <laughs> I love that. Because it, it would be at random moments, say we've all gone yeah. to a campfire and it, it wouldn't be like picking on any other characters. He will just randomly pick on one of us and go, mm-hmm. what is your character doing right now? And I'm, uh, I'd be sitting there like, um, uh, okay, <laughs> what am I doing? Um, he's, he's sharpening his sword right now. And it, even just that little bit, it just gave me yeah. a bit of inspiration. And then the next time Ben did it, I'd be like... He's actually probably like sitting on a log contemplating right now. So I, I yeah. began to think a little bit more about what my character was doing, even when. Yeah, I think it counts the immersion massively that I try and do it with my players. Um, so, like, if you say that, and then because I do this now because DMs have done it for me, is mm. you will constantly be imagining everything going on constantly. So, at any moment, you can go, Yes, I'm doing this. Like, your brain was like flowing constantly with you and it helps the yeah. immersion so much. I just, it, it's just one of those things for me where I think that just asking your player, just randomly, randomly when you're just doing a bit of anything, even <laughs> even that player, oh, I just knock something down, apologies. Um, even that one song. player who you <laughs> notice, um, even one of those players that you notice isn't interacting very much. I think mm-hmm. it's always fun just to be like, say, say you haven't been talking for my whole session. I'd be like, yeah, okay, Sinbar, <laughs> what are you doing right now? And I think that's always fun because it, it brings yeah. that inclusion back in, and that player goes, oh, they're looking at me. I just think randomly bringing it in when when you've got those moments of people doing other things, randomly asking players yeah. what they're doing, especially it's, new players that helps massively with them to get into role yeah, for because the first time. You start thinking about what your character's doing, and then afterwards you're thinking, oh, what if I get asked this? Sort of subconsciously, <laughs> you're like, what yeah. if I get asked this? So you start thinking about what your character is doing, yeah. and in its own little weird way, because you're thinking about what your character's doing in every moment, you actually find yourself sort of crawling into character. 100%. Because 
You're, you're, you're thinking about that? Yeah. There's a lot. We've learned a lot of things. So as, much learning. Um, experiencing DMs. Experiencing is probably not the word. <laughs> in the moment for. DMs. Um, People in DMs. the moment DMs. Um, <laughs> DMs who are... We've got our L plates on still. We have. Um, I think every DM does, but we. Well, maybe we, the we, maybe the green P. You know, we could have the green. Yeah, they've got their, they've got their P plates on. Um, <laughs> but I I I feel like there's a lot, and I yeah. think the main message that's come out of this is to to learn from. Hundred percent. The people go in as many games with. as you can with other DMs and absorb shit. Definitely go into. I I even think it's fun to just jump into a game that you know um, isn't one of your normal games. Just jump yeah. into it, see see what you like. See what I you can imagine like. my games it's... with my current party are not the games you are used to in the slightest. They're not the games I'm used to. Um, and as I've I've expressed this to you previously, the chaos yes. isn't something that I like as a player. Yeah. But I like what I learned from that. I sort of got from that that okay i like the serious games mm-hmm. where we sort of um are with that in-depth role play and i think you wanted yeah. that as a dm as well yeah um, you were just sort of aligning both playing playing <laughs> to your strengths playing to yeah. your party um, 100%. and i was sitting there like okay i'm i i didn't not enjoy that session i will just clarify yeah. I, I thought the session was very <laughs> fun um I think you'll be pleasantly surprised next time. Yeah, after one of those we've, things after we've where I was like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah," but that—that's all it—that's all it needs, honestly. Yeah. Like the communicate, <laughs> the communication. Uh, there's another thing. There's another tidbit for you. We're gonna have this episode go on forever because me and Dave just can't stop talking. No. Um, <laughs> but um, well, what another thing was just that. That communication, that level of mm-hmm. communication, the fact that I felt comfortable enough with you as, yeah. as a DM to go, hey, it wasn't, oh, I didn't enjoy this or anything like mm-hmm. that. It was, hey, some of this stuff isn't as fun for as I, yeah, for me. And you straight off of the bat went, okay, let me see how I can sort that out. And you did. Yeah, I did. You I resolved it. For the next sessions, you were like, hey, people, can we? Go less chaotic. And we had one of the best sessions I probably ever ran in my entire time as a DM. So that. what you're saying is I just <laughs> saved your campaign. No, yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> but it was it was it was nice to have that level of communication. Yeah. And just go, hey, the, this this wasn't for me. Um, it's, I think it's super think important. That's, that's another one. Communication. That's one of those like yeah. key things just have your players uh, make sure that your players can just come to you and say oh yeah i didn't like the way you ran the beholder it just didn't immerse me i just didn't like the 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 sort of the, yeah. the way i imagine a beholder and the way you came out as a beholder uh, just didn't work <laughs> for me you're you're allowed to do that um, 100%. I think that communication only helps upgrade yeah. games. don't ever be offended if a player goes i didn't enjoy that because like if they go just go i hate you bye then different but if they have yeah, a valid explanation, you know, if they, listen if they, to it. If yeah, and if you're like a player listening to this, if if you're going to your DM about something you're you're potentially having a problem with, make sure that you, your feedback is somewhat constructive. Be nice to them. They have done a lot of work on this. More yeah, than they've they've done a lot of work 
on building this campaign. So don't yeah. go in like, oh, your character voices, Dave. <laughs> they are Atrocious. awful. You sound like yourself, but different. <laughs> yeah, I just can't immerse myself because you're, you're uh, I'm not being honest here. Uh, your your character voices are awful. Um, I, I that's not going to help you. Uh, I think no. if if I was to come to you like, oh, I, I think I would go in a bit more subtly. I'm just one of those people. I'd be like, yeah. hey, Dave, have you seen this video? <laughs> it's how to make one thousand voices out of this sort of Brilliant. thing. I'm just one of those people. I like. Yeah. I like honest. sort of going. Hey, have you have you learned this? Have you done that? Yeah, I think I'm very similar. We're very both very similar DMs on players. I think, we've we've got sense. a very similar view of D and D, and we're at yeah. a very similar level. And that is exactly why I wanted you to come on for this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. the fact that you're a Patreon supporter and you're sort of one of the frequents of the community, and you've paid Thanks, to mate. come on for an episode. I, so I paid for this. <laughs> this is my yeah, privilege. You, you gave some money. <laughs> you, you, you paid for Ben, but you got me. <laughs> Damn it. But you know what this you know what this does mean? What's that mean, mate? This is the first official episode oh. of We Speak Under Common. Oh, confirmed. Everybody said confirmed. it wouldn't had everybody said it wouldn't happen. <laughs> we all said it. I remember the behind the scenes chats, yeah, it's mm-hmm. not gonna happen, it's just a little joke. Blah blah yeah. blah, blah. It's happened. This is it. Liam, and if you've this listened, one's for you. <laughs> if you've listened this far in this is we speak under common. It's <laughs> converted off because we're not bad. Anyway, thank you so much for joining me today, but, um, yes. Dave. No worries, it's mate. been a nervous, um, anxiety-inducing. <laughs> it's been great um, experience for me, but I've enjoyed the conversation and it's been good. learning it's been good. some tidbits from you. And it's been fun. I can now definitely go into my session. With some extra tools in my toolbox. Um, if you are interested on, in interacting with the show in any way, we do have the email, which is we speak common at hotmail.com. I hope that's right. If it's wrong, sorry, mate, you can't email us. We do also have Instagram, Twitter. Uh, Twitter is probably where you'll find me most often. I, I do a lot of tweets on there. Um, mm-hmm. You can communicate with us there, send us a message. Uh, chat to us. Um, but if you really want to interact with everybody we've been talking about in this specific episode and um, get in Hello. on some of the conversations that we've been talking about, um, then there is the Patreon. Um, so you can you can actually find that through just Googling We Speak Common Patreon. You can find it just there and it'll say, We Speak Common is making a podcast. Hop on there. Join in our Discord. Have a chat with us. There's so many lovely brains um, in the Discord. So yeah. many people that I think have saved my campaigns. It's so active as um, well. Like I've never been in a Discord this active. Like it's yeah. Constant. We've 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 we went from um, this tiny little thing to now this breathing community where yeah. we've we've actually got one of these. Um, we've got like an advice. Uh, area have, where yeah. every so often you'll have a DM jump in and then there's about five or six of us with a piece of advice like immediately I love it I love it so because much. we've yeah so if you're interested in interacting with any of that you know where to find us Instagram Twitter uh, the We Speak Common uh, Patreon on the Patreon.com I don't know this is my first episode I'm not used to <laughs> saying all of those bits 
if you if you want to find us in those places, go ahead and find us. Um, interact with up. us. Speak with us. Um, you'll often find Ben on Reddit. Um, but other than that, Dave. Yes. That's it. That's it. We're done. Round of applause. Hey. Way. <laughs> there we go. I did it. for listening to the we speak common podcast network if you enjoyed the show be sure to leave a review on your platform of choice and share us with a friend or dnd group near you if you'd like to directly support the network and the production of new shows like the one you heard today head to the description of this episode or our social media pages for a link to our patreon page you can connect with the show on twitter instagram and facebook at we speak common The network theme is Street Dancing by Timecrawler82 and is held under a Creative Commons 4.0 license. You can find it on the Free Music Archive.